Can you turn in your Bibles to Luke? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm expecting miracles. We've seen miracles. I have personally seen and heard a miracle. I've had a doctor say to Winona, huh, huh. The marks that he had put on her when he did surgery, he could not find. So I've seen it, I've heard it. That was before cancer, so I'm going, Lord, if you can do it then, you can do it now. And we've had other miracles, and actually, we are going to get a wall or a space where we put up testimonies of the goodness of God. Because we need to celebrate them. It says in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, it says, tell these things to your kids and your children's children. When they say, what about this, what about that? You know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to declare the good deeds of God. Tell your kids about the miracles. You say, well, they're not happening? Then go for a miracle. Don't live in your comfort zone where everything's okay, but take a step of faith and go beyond because if you can do it, I suggest to you, then you need to get somewhere where only God can do it. If you can handle it, what's the need for God? Can we be honest? And I have found I can't handle it. I am more desperate for him today than I was last week and the week before, my mom this week fell down and broke her femur. You, you, never get, you never get ready for emergencies. You never plan for them. So I get a phone call from my brother as he's getting ready to go on vacation. He says, David, I've called your brother Stephen John. He's gone to the hospital with mom and dad and uh, emergency. And uh, I'm going, but I need you guys to jump in. I didn't, you don't schedule those things. Shawnee didn't schedule an emergency visit. And by the way, there were some people here that went yesterday to visit her. Thank you so much. I've been in a hospital bed. It is boring with a capital B. Expect a miracle. It says in Luke 1, verse 37, and this is talking about when, when Mary, and if you follow the timeline, this is interesting because God's talking to Mary, an angel of the Lord, and he says, you're going to have a son. And, and I, I've been thinking about, because recently we get these gender reveal parties. In the Bible, they had gender reveal parties. <laughs> like he said, you're going to have a son. And, and she says, well, how can this be? Because I'm a virgin. And then he says, you know what? You're going to go visit your aunt or your cousin Elizabeth. And she's um, six months pregnant already. And you're going to go visit her. And she goes visits her. And I, what I find amazing is when she enters the place where Elizabeth is, the baby jumps within her womb. And I looked at that this morning. Do you realize that that was not when Mary was like six months pregnant. That was like pretty much the point where God said, you're going to be pregnant. Because she stayed with her for three months. Then Elizabeth had her son, and then we saw Jesus. And in that passage, 
In Luke 1.37, it says not, and I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation, it says not one promise of God, from God is empty of power. Not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. Look at somebody and say, nothing's impossible with God. God is not the God of impossible. He's the God of possible. And if you look at something and you think it's impossible, you've got to reread it and you've got to say, I am possible. Quit looking at things and saying it's not possible. Instead, look at God and say, with him, all things are possible. So this morning, I want to talk about grace. I want to talk about the empowerment of God. I want to talk about the favor of God. And at the end of the service, we're going to take a moment and you're going to get some tape and you're going to write something on that tape and you're going to stick it on this line of tape. Something that you say, I could use more of God's power this year to increase or to get over my habits of anger, frustration, patience, Because I don't believe God wants you to live a life where you always say, it's impossible, I can't do it. I believe God has designed you, created you, and put inside of you the DNA of his son, which is possible. I've met people, and I've said things to them, and and I'm generally a person of faith. Generally, I am. And I say generally because sometimes I meet people that just cause my head to shake. And I say, well, God's good. He goes, well, you know, it sounds like Eeyore. Well, you don't know what kind of week I've had. I had a rough week. There was a day this week when I said, God, what is going on? And God, in his sense of humor, just says, David, do you trust me? And I've had this conversation with him in different ways. And every time he comes back to me, he just says, do you trust me? And I said, well, what? And he says, do you trust me? And I'm not saying we deny what happens. But I'm saying we take the word of God and we apply that to what happens. I've had reports in front of me. I've read reports. And if all you do is read the reports, you can get depressed pretty quickly. But then I've read this report. And I've had a choice. What am I going to believe? What I read here or what I read from a professional? And I thank God for the professionals, but they don't stack up the way God stacks up. Nothing is impossible with God. I've been amazed at words that God uses, phrases that God uses, pictures that God uses, sayings or phrases that he uses, such as his unending love, his immeasurable grace, his unsearchable riches. It's, it's like his everlasting loving kindness. 
It's like he doesn't just do enough. He goes more and beyond. And we have, we have taken God and we put him in a fixture or in a position or in a place where we equate God the same way we equate with everything else that's happened in our life. And what do I mean by that? Well, I grew up with a bunch of brothers. When we would have dinner and we'd pour our drinks, we'd pour and I said, I'd like a full cup. And we'd pour, and we wouldn't get it full. We'd get it less than the rim. And you say, well, yeah, that's natural. Yeah. But what happens is we start to equate that with God. And, we, and when he says, I'll pour out my spirit, we think he's going to pour out and leave a spot. When I go to McDonald's, my kids will attest to this. And I order fries I check the bag afterwards and I eat the fries from the bottom of the bag that are left over. Because that's the kind of God we serve. He's not just a God of enough. He's God of more than enough. He could have fed the five. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that he took five loaves and two fish and he had 12 baskets left over. He could have done it where he had no baskets left over. And that would have been a miracle. He could have taken it and fed a thousand people and said, sorry guys, it's just not your day. You should have prepared better. But no, what he did was he did that and then he did more than enough and he had excess left over. That's the God that you and I serve. That's the God that you and I know. He's not a God that just says, oh, what do you need to get over the hump? I'll give you just enough that you get to the top and then the hill will take you down. No, he's the kind of God that pushes you over the top, accelerates you going uphill, and pushes you over the top so that you have more than enough to do what you need to do. Pastor Nelson, the last couple weeks, has preached on the grace of God, the, the divine enablement, the favor, the goodness of God. And we've seen, and this year is going to be a year where you and I experience his grace, his favor, and his increase. God is a God of more. I'm preaching myself happy. God is a God of more. When was the last time you took five fish or five loaves and two fish and fed more than your family? I've yet to do it. But what do we do? We look at the provision in front of us instead of looking at the God above us. And we look at the situation instead of saying, What do you see, God? What can you do? And He said, Guys, what do you have? What do you have? Well, we've got a kid's meal. I mean, I don't think he was a super big kid, although his mom packed him a lunch. I mean, his mom was like my wife Winona. She packed and packed over. But he had a lot of food, enough for him, 
But he didn't have enough for 5,000. I would suggest to you two fish and five loaves would not have even fed a congregation this size. Living a life of that, like that, makes you vulnerable. Can you imagine Abram looking at people and saying, I'm going to be the father of many nations. Well, how many kids you got? None. How old are you? Too old to have kids. And please, don't ask me about my wife. Can you imagine Noah? What are you doing, Noah? I'm building a boat. It's dry land here, Noah. It's going to rain. They had never experienced rain before. They didn't know rain. They weren't from British Columbia. They had never experienced rain. At that point, there was no such thing as rain that fell like it does here. And he did this day after day for a hundred years. I'm glad, I wonder if he got paid by the hour or by the contract. I'd love to see his estimate. How long are you going to take to build the boat? He's... Don't, don't make a business card saying you're a boat builder if it takes you 100 years. He, can you imagine the ridicule? And you say he didn't get ridiculed? Nobody else joined him. Talk about fruitful. He was vulnerable. He made a statement of his faith and then he stuck with it. Moses. He hides in the wilderness. God calls him. Says, I want you to deliver the people of Israel. I want you to go to the king of Israel or the king of Egypt, which was the Pharaoh, and tell him, let my people go. He went there, and he, he did it day after day. Then he gets let go, and he's leading the people to a river. And there was no boats there. There was no bridge there. And the people get to the river, and he says, what's, they say, what's going to happen? Do you think he was vulnerable? Sometimes our faith makes us vulnerable. But I'm here to tell you, in this place, it's okay. I want to hear your wild and crazy dream. You say, well, what if it's not from God? I heard one pastor say, it's just like a self-cleaning oven. It will take care of itself. But what if it is from God? You say, well, how do I know? Tell me. 
I might be crazy enough to join you and cheer you on. You say, well, it's impossible. Good, because if it was possible, anybody could do it, and God wouldn't get the glory. I think we need to have some impossible things happen. And that makes us vulnerable. Are you okay to live vulnerable? Are you okay to live, like, in some respects, unprotected? I was talking to Pastor Winona this week. I don't call her Pastor Winona. I call her honey or babe. But I was talking to my wife this week. And I said, faith is almost irresponsible. Faith is almost irresponsible. And yet, it is the most responsible thing I can do. When I walk in faith, it's almost irresponsible. Because what I do is I start equating it, calculating it, reasoning it, deciding on it with my mind. But when I take faith and I declare it and I base it on his word, it becomes the most responsible thing I could do. But in that space between responsible and irresponsible, there's a lot of vulnerability. This year is going to be a year where I'm asking you if you would be vulnerable enough to take a step and go past where you thought you could go. This year is a year where I'm going to ask you to write on that piece of tape one thing that you'd like to grow in this year and then put it on this line and then symbolically step over and say, that's now behind me and it is now my platform for me to move forward. Have you ever said, parents, you don't have to raise your hands. This is my last nerve. Like I have 75 nerves and you've hit them all. This is the last one. Have you ever looked at your husband or your wife and said, these kids that you gave me? Have you ever experienced something where you've been pushed to what you thought was your limit? And so today, I want you to be vulnerable and to write that down and say, you know what, I need to grow in my patience. I need to grow in grace. I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable and say, I need to grow in faith. Because too often, I discount God before he even has an opportunity to perform. This year, I'm going to take a step 
and what I used to think was my limit is now going to be the place that I stand on because of what God can do. And it's going to be an exercise that you and I do because sometimes I think we, we come to church. I've grown up in church. I literally slept under pews. We were in a place this week and there was a wooden pew. And I looked at it and I, I said to Winona, I said, wow, that brings back memories. Cold, hard like, you, wow, we're so comfortable now. But I slept under the pew. I remember I threw up in church, literally. But this year, I'm asking you if you would be vulnerable enough to write down just one thing. <laughs> you don't have to write two, three, or in some cases, five or six. Just write one thing. This year, I want to grow by the grace of God in my patience. This year, I want to grow by the grace of God in my generosity. This year, I want to take the word of God, the grace that he gives me, which is more than enough, and I want to take that and I want to apply that to my anger management, and I want to grow in anger management because I'm not satisfied. I blow up too quickly. This year, I want to grow by faith, and I want to exercise faith, and I want to go beyond, and I don't want to be judgmental. So this line, it was, this line is amazing because when we were driving down to California in our holidays, I had this picture in my mind of a row of tape. And I had this thought going through my mind and it's funny, when God does things, sometimes we have these conversations, and I thought, nah, no, that just wouldn't work. How could I do it? I don't think it's going to work. And I kind of dismissed it, and then I thought, well, maybe if I just get pages, pieces of paper, and just have everybody write something on the piece of paper. And, I, that's what, and then I got back from holidays, and I walk into the sanctuary one day, and, it, and, and I come to the front, and I see a tape. And I just well laughed out loud. Like I just about LOL'd. And 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 I looked at it and I said, Okay, God, I'm listening. And Pastor Brenda had sent Winona and myself a note on the first Sunday in January to say that she had this impression from God, she had a dream, she had a vision, she had a word from God. I don't know the exact wording, but that she just wanted to, and I, and I know I was talking to a few people of the, the power of that first service where just about everybody here got prayed for and anointed with oil. And part of it was to step beyond. So I took the liberty. I asked Pastor Daniel if Pastor Brenda would be offended if I changed the orientation the application, I think it was amazing, and when I saw it, I said, okay, God. And so I just took the opportunity, I want to continue, and this tape is going to stay here for a little while. It's not going to be vacuumed up this next week. It might stay for two weeks, maybe a month, maybe longer. But this tape, every time you're going to see it, is going to represent you going past, by the grace of God, what you could never do before. 
this this tape and 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 this is this is maybe a limit that you've had where it's like I can't give money. I don't have enough. I want to challenge you to change it and say he gives seed to the sower and by the grace of God I'm going to give more than I've given before. Some of you might come to this tape and say, "You know what? I've got 3 kids." And sometimes I wonder if God's with them. So by the grace of God, this is, was, is my limit, but now I'm going to love them with a love that goes beyond what I thought was possible. Some of you might come and say, you know, I've got a boss that seems to know how to push every single one of my buttons. And I come into work with a happy attitude and I'm going to be the best. And the moment I get there, they just dump on me and they dump on me and they tell me I'm no good. They, and, and because of that, I've been frustrated. This year, the frustration is going to be gone. I'm going to step into the grace of God and I'm going to experience a limitless life. And you say, well, is that biblical? I'm glad you asked. Because I want to show you a few verses. Thank you, Pastor Daniel. I want to read a couple verses to you. And I've taken the liberty of putting them in a couple different versions because I like the way I read them and the way they read. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Pastor Nelson's read this one. I want to use this as the anchor verse. And from the Amplified, it says, And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing, Come in abundance to you. Now, i, I got to be careful because I'm going to get excited every time I read one of these passages. He's able to cause grace to come to you in abundance. <laughs> He's not a stingy God. He's not wasteful, but he's excessive. And when he pours out on you, he pours out on you not just till it runs over. It's like gushing over. Is that God's able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always... Under all circumstances, regardless of the need. Think about the need that you have right now. Think about that person that you often don't have good thoughts about. You say, I can't say that. Well, you do. There's people that drive you crazy. God says, that's okay in that position and in that circumstance. I have more than enough grace for you. Quit saying, I can't do it, and start saying, by the grace of God, I will do it. Do you mean I got to smile at him? Yes, you do. Can we be real? We make excuses for our lack of behavior instead of making room for the grace of God. I didn't even have that in my notes, but I thought that was pretty good. So that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything. Being completely self-sufficient in him. 
and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. I mean, if that doesn't hit you hard enough, read it again. And that passage is actually in the context of finances. But it's not just limited because it says in everything and in all needs and without regardless of the circumstance. I'm not talking just about money. Although I find we always could use more. Just throw that in there. And the Passion Translation says, Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace. Who here is ready to receive that? He's ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. That's just one verse. Pastor Nelson preached on it two weeks. Amazing, you need to listen to them. The grace of God is for your use. The grace of God is for you. And he gives it free. I got a couple other verses for you. Ephesians 3:20. Now him, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that you dare that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams according to his power that is at work within us. Does that describe a stingy God? Does that describe a God that says, enough! Does that describe a God that says, you need it? Come and get it. It says in Hebrews, in time of need, come to the throne of grace. It defies human logic, but it is exactly biblical logic. Well, I don't deserve it. That's why you need it. Quit excusing yourself when you're supposed to approach the throne. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? Ephesians 3, 20, I'm continuing. We usually hear it, Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Here's another version. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does, he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus. Glory down all generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. Look at somebody and say, God is able. And look at him and say, therefore, I am able. And you might even have to say in there, I'm sorry about my temper last week. No, I'm just kidding. You, you can deal with that. <laughs> Ephesians 1, 9, 19. 
And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? And we're talking about a prayer that Paul had for the church and the people. My prayer is that each one of you would get a revelation of the power and the grace of God that would just blow your socks off. And according to Mythbusters, they've done it. They've blown a person's socks off. I'm asking God to give you a revelation this year that instead of you saying, I've reached my limit, you would say, I need your grace. And you would go where no one has gone before and extend grace to the person that you thought was never worthy of it. That you would extend grace to the boss that everybody else is dishing and saying his terrible things about. And you would turn around and you'd extend grace. That you would look at your children and instead of exasperation, you'd say, I love you and I care for you. And you say, I can't do it, but by the grace of God, I can do more than I was able to before. I'm asking God this year that you would step beyond and say, my generosity had its limits, but not this year. I'm going to give more time. I'm going to give more energy. I'm going to give more joy. I'm going to give more of me. I'm going to give more money. I'm going to give everything that I can to see God's grace extend to others. I'm asking God this year that you would step beyond and say, I'm going to get my hands dirty. Because I have found Christianity is messy. I have found dealing with people with hurt, who fall, who trip, who get make mistakes. I have found it can get messy. And this year, I'm not going to live with clean hands in that regard. I'm going to live with a hand that reaches out and helps them, pulls them. By the grace of God, they are not going to leave this building. They're going to come here because they know in this place, I'm safe. In this place, I'm loved. In this place, there's grace for me. In this place, I can be who I am and I can push towards the mark of the high calling of God. You almost stood up. Philippians 4, 19. And my God will liberally supply, fill unto full, your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Man, I'm getting an exercise. Uh, the message, Philippians 4, 9. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours out from Jesus. Our God and Father abounds in glory that just pours out into eternity. Yes. So ushers, can you go down the aisles? We have some tape. If you can come forward. You're all going, what's going on? It's okay. You're not making a commitment to give more money, although you could. This is just, uh, this is an aspect of grace. So if you could pass that one over, Bob. And can I have two other ushers, one just to go on this end and one to go on this end and just pass it across? Just pass them across. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Take a, take a roll of tape. 
Just pass the bucket across. And a pen, yes. If you don't have a pen, take a pen. Bob, if you could do that one on this, this row here, and Brandon and you would do the outside. If you need grace to go beyond this year, I want to encourage you. You're going to take the roll of tape home. The roll of tape is yours. And by the way, it's only about five feet. So it's not going to do a huge thing. Um, I couldn't afford to give you 100 feet of tape each. So don't use it to fix the car or do it. This is just, this, this was economical. But what I want you to do is this tape, I want this tape to be a reminder to you of the grace of God and that you can go beyond what you thought was a limit and use that as a platform to go further. So what I'd like you to do is as, as I've preached, I believe as I've been preaching, God's been stirring things in your mind. Just pick one, and I'm going to ask you to be bold, and I'm going to ask you to be courageous. You don't have to put your name beside it, but what I'm going to ask you to do is write on that tape one thing that you're going to say, God, I want more grace this year to be generous, be happy, be joyful, be loving, be at peace, be at rest, not stressed out. And write one thing, and then what I'm going to ask you to do is to take that and come and put it on this tape here. And we're going to do it as a family. So if you've written it down already, I want you to come. You don't have to wait till everybody comes. We may get a little bit busy down here. So if you've written it down, come down and just write down. And then I'm going to ask you just to stay forward. You can take a step back. But you just, if you could, this is going to be a moment where you're going to remember. And it's going to stay with you. So if you've written it down, come forward and put it on the masking tape. I need a roll of tape. Some people would say I need a few. Thank you, Alan. So if you've written it out, I want to encourage you just to come forward. And then just stay here if you could. I'm hoping the yeah. yeah. So if you could stay up here, because we're going to take a step of faith here. We're going to all line up on one side, and we're going to take a step and step over. So just stay forward. But if there's a word that comes to your mind, anger, stress, depression, anxiety, worry, frustration, generosity, joy, peace, love,
contentment, whatever it is, God is not satisfied that you stay where you are. God is more interested in your discomfort to move you forward than your comfort to keep you and leave you where you are. And what we're doing here symbolically, we're standing together as a family, as a brother and a sister. And I will say this to you, not as a pastor, but as a brother. I will say this to you. I am committed to help you and to see you grow in ways that you've never grown before. And I'm not here to push you beyond that limit. I'm here to support you. And as we do this, each one of us here, if you look around, you need each other. <clears throat> I need you. You need me. So we're going to just wait <clears throat> another minute or so. If you don't come forward, you can always do that later. But I want to encourage you to join. This, this is not just an individual thing. This is a group of people together as a family. It says in John that confess your faults to one another, and that can sometimes be misunderstood and misconstrued. And I'm not here to say that we're confessing our faults, but what I am here to say is we're standing together with each other. And I don't even need to know what your issue is. I'm just here to stand with you. You don't have to air the dirty laundry. I'm here to stand with you. And that's why I didn't want to put your names down. And I did not even remember where anybody stood. So if I come here this week, and this week I will come, and I'm going to look at these this week, I'm not going to go, oh, there's Shirley's. Oh, there's Winona's. I'm not, I don't know. But what I'd like you to do is stand. Now let's join hands together. And if, you, if you're in your chairs and you'd like to come, Let's join hands together. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take a step of faith. And we're going to go beyond this line. And we're going to say this year, my grace, the, the grace of God is going to pour out on me. And I'm going to go further than I've ever gone before. And I'm not going to live with a limit. I'm going to live with an open heaven. Amen? So I'm going to pray for you, and then we're just going to do the simple act of stepping over. And afterwards, I realize Olivia is going to have to write hers down, and I might remember where that one is. <laughs> Are you ready? Close your eyes. This is going to be a real long prayer. Father, give me more grace. Amen. Let's take a step. Step over the line. 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 Now, look at somebody and give them a high five. All right. Look at them. Look at them and say, I am committed. I am committed to you. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing week. Oh, I see Brendan's. Okay. <laughs>
God bless you. We are dismissed. No. Oh, you keep the tape. Take it home with you as a remembrance of today. And in fact, even write the word you wrote down and put it somewhere to keep it in front of you. God bless you. If you, if you have the tape, uh, the pencils.